I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Evan Horowitz. He founded the creative studio Movers and Shakers. They're breaking engagement records with unexpected digital activations and creating deep emotional connections between brands and consumers. They've set some amazing records for their viral TikTok campaigns, and they've become a go-to agency for TikTok. On the show today, we talk about how Movers and Shakers came about, how it's a family business with his partner, and uh, we talk about some of the campaigns where they've set some records with Elf Cosmetics, among other work that they're working on. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Evan Horowitz. Evan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Alan. Great to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Um, I thought maybe we could we could start with uh, how did you get started in marketing? What was the spark that led you to marketing? Yeah, well, my first marketing job was actually in college. I was a tour guide on campus, and I really liked that. You know, I was actually an engineering major, and so most of my work was very technical and a lot of calculators and stuff like that. But I don't know why, but I just I was so curious about these people who walked around backwards and, and introduced the campus to prospective students. And I submitted an application. I was lucky enough to get a job, and I really enjoyed that. And one of the things that I like most about being a tour guide on campus was actually this kind of like marketing, positioning, communications aspect, where it's like you have to answer tough questions 
from uh, prospective students or parents. Like, you know, they got the mom who's like, is there alcohol on campus? And how do you answer that? You know, where it's like, it's true, but it, uh, it's, you know, it, it accommodates what she's going for and also the rest of the people on the tour. So I just, I just love the idea of kind of like, how do you put the best foot forward for something? How do you, how do you answer tough questions? How do you, how do you essentially sell the school? And uh, after that, I decided to work in marketing after I graduated. Got it. And so that was at Stanford. And my understanding is you were you were an engineer or, or got an engineering degree. So what was that transition from engineer to agency CEO today? <laughs> well, it was a bit of a windy road. Definitely not a straight shot. But uh, yeah, I mean, that first job I got out of school, I was actually in marketing for a microchip company. And this microchip company hired engineering grads into their marketing department. Because in order to explain why our microchip is better than their microchip, you do need to have a bunch of understanding of the engineering. So that was actually an amazing sort of pivot for me because I just really got very fascinated by the whole marketing world, business management. I got to be a P&L owner right out of school. And uh, yeah, I've pretty much always been in marketing since then. And you had a, a stint at Harvard Business School as well to get I your did. MBA. Yeah. And now you're you know CEO of Movers and Shakers. So tell us you know, listeners and myself a little bit about Movers and Shakers and how did it all begin? Yeah. Uh, so Movers and Shakers is a creative agency. Our mission is to spread joy. So everything we do, we want to put a big smile on people's faces, really create a positive emotional energy and connect that energy back to our brand clients to drive more brand love. Uh, and we work across digital marketing to do that. It's a family business, actually, that I started with my husband about four years ago. It wasn't like a strategic plan originally. It just sort of evolved organically. So my husband is a Broadway performer and director. And what happened was he was creating work, his own artistry, just to get the word out about his work for, for his own PR. And every time he'd put one of these like dance on film, mini musical films, he post them on his Facebook, it would go mini viral. People just love the way that he tells stories with music and with movement and dancing. And I'm watching people respond to his Facebook, you know, with comments like, oh my God, this made my day. Thanks for sharing it. And they're sharing it with their friends. And as a marketer, I just thought, wow, like people really respond to this type of storytelling. Maybe there's an opportunity for, for brands. How could we use this to bring brand stories to life? And so we decided to team up and start Movers and Shakers with this idea that using original music, using movement, using dance would be a way to stop the scroll and drive more engagement. I've been in um, business with my spouse, my wife, before. It's not always easy. Does this come natural to you guys? Well, I wouldn't say it comes natural. <laughs> I think it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Just like a relationship, it's a lot of work. I yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, for me, it's the same as a relationship because I'm a believer that whatever issues you have in your relationship, they're going to come out. Those same issues will come out in whatever context you're in. So if it's parenting, traveling, working together, like if you, you know, have whatever your, your patterns are, they come up everywhere. And the corollary to that means if you surface stuff in one context of your life and you're able to work through it systemically so that you kind of evolve your relationship with those things, that helps so much in any, every area of your life. So I think that this has kind of surfaced a lot of our stuff just a lot faster. It's like a very intensive way of relationship building. And by the time we became parents, I think we had a leg up in some sense because 
we had already collaborated so closely before. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, I, not, I'm sure your experience is different than my wife and I's, but we we talk about being forged in business because uh, <laughs> it does it does add a adds an intensity level to to the relationship that may not have happened otherwise. Sounds like you're not you're not working with her anymore. Not working with her anymore, but it's something where we we learned a lot about each other for the better. And so I don't think there's anything we can't tackle now. We just happen not to be in the same line of business right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I love that it is a family business. How did you and Jeffrey meet? Uh, we met online, OkCupid, okay yeah, back in 2011, I think. Yeah, first date, we actually saw a show together. He got free tickets to the show. Working in, in the Broadway world sometimes gets free tickets to stuff, so that was a pretty cool first date. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, you've got original dance, movement, music. It seems a natural fit for TikTok, but when did you find your way to TikTok? Yeah, so we've been working on TikTok for about a year almost, which is kind of like makes us great grandparents in TikTok years. But uh, we started working on TikTok last summer. One of our clients, Alf Cosmetics, who they're really excited to work with us because of this original music and movement capability that we had. Simultaneously, they were exploring TikTok because Alf is a very Gen Z focused brand. And you know they realized that so much of Gen Z was already on TikTok. And we just kind of put two and two together and said, well, okay, I mean, so much of TikTok is based on dance. I have to understand music because that's a massive part of the storytelling. And we also decided that we'd do something that had never been done before on TikTok, which was create an original song for a TikTok challenge, which is something that Movers and Shakers has been doing forever. We've created tons of original music for many different media. And yeah, all of a sudden we launched what became the most viral challenge in TikTok history. And that made Elf quite famous in that world, as well as Movers and Shakers. I love that. Tell us a little bit more about what went into the Elf Cosmetics campaign. I mean, there was obviously the original music. How did you seed the campaign, I guess? Yeah, well, first it was kind of architecting the campaign. The insight that we decided to lean in on was that Elf's core mission is Elf is for every eye, lip, and face. And ELF actually stands for eyes, lips, face, but a lot of people don't know that. And so we had this bold vision of what if we could get all of TikTok dancing to eyes, lips, face and help drive that connection between Elf and eyes, lips, face. And we set this vision of a billion views, which when the Elf CMO came back to us with that challenge, I was kind of like, oh my God, uh, because that had, I th it had been done like a couple times before, but it, it just seemed like so unprecedented. But yeah, so we we architected the challenge. We Movers and Shakers wrote the original Eyes, Lips, Face song, which is a really cool process that we took Elf through. You know, They never expressed their brand through music before, but that's something that Movers and Shakers has. We have our process for helping brands translate their brand personality into music. and when we got to the end result, Elf was just super excited about how the song turned out. So is TikTok. So we seeded the challenge with a handful of influencers, and there's a media buy on TikTok that helps promote the challenge within the app. And on day one of the challenge, the, the views just started racking up so fast. It was crazy. And also people were loving the song. We were getting all these comments like, oh my God, why can't I find this song on Spotify? Where's the song? Where's the song on, on Spotify? And so we had only written 15 seconds of the song because that's all you need for TikTok. So we quickly wrote the rest of the song, launched it on Spotify, and we just kept adding fuel to the fire like that. So quickly, the song itself became a viral sensation. It hit number four on Spotify's global viral chart. It was in the top 50 on Spotify from Australia to the Netherlands, really like around the world. And it just kept growing from there. 
It's amazing. You've already talked about a little bit about how you extended it or how it extended itself, I guess, into Spotify and just the music outside of the videos and challenge on TikTok. Were there other ways that you guys were like, wow, we, we have to keep this going? How do we keep pushing the pushing this for, forward? Yeah, yeah, we did. We kept adding fuel to the fire. So first was extending the song. Then we started a whole music campaign through the traditional music marketing channels to help promote the song itself. Uh, get it on playlists and stuff like that. And then the momentum behind the song just kept growing. So we ended up deciding to drop a music video. It was just kind of wild. And and Elf always talks about like, whoever thought a beauty brand could be a music sensation. We orchestrated a partnership with Republic Records, which is one of the biggest record labels. That's the home of Drake and Ariana Grande. And we co- uh, collaborated with them to launch the Eyes, Lips, Face music video, which got 2 million views in the first couple of weeks on YouTube. We ended up, kept snowballing from there. We, we did a Grammys activation <laughs> for Elf. It was pretty wild. Wow. That seems like beyond a home run. I don't know. What is, what is a grand slam maybe? So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing results. You've done a lot on TikTok. And so I'm curious if you can share what you feel like works and maybe what doesn't work. Yeah, we have done a lot. I mean, ever since that Elf campaign started back in the fall, so many brands just saw that and they said, well, we want a piece of that. And they've been reaching out to Movers and Shakers. And so we've been doing just, we've been helping a lot of brands evaluate, understand and enter TikTok successfully and keep reinventing the playbook as as our experience grows and the platform continues to evolve. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges for brands when they're looking at TikTok is they recognize quickly how different the platform feels from other platforms. You know, most brands are super solid on their Instagram strategy, for example, or their YouTube strategy. But then you look at TikTok and any marketer just after spending an hour in the app, you're going to say, you're going to see how like the vibe is just so different. So then people get a little stymied. How could we translate our brand personality to fit in this ecosystem? That's the number one thing that we hear just people really kind of stuck on because it is so different. And in many ways, TikTok is the opposite of Instagram, where Instagram is like your best life. It's airbrushed. It's polished. It's, it's very aspirational. TikTok is raw. It's unpolished. It's unfiltered. Most TikToks are filmed in someone's bedroom you know, in sweatpants. <laughs> so how do you take a brand and translate into that? Beauty, we, we do a lot of work in beauty. That's, I think, sometimes the hardest because they have such a curated aesthetic that brands have developed. And then what do you do with that when you're in TikTok, right? So, so making that translation is always the first part of the conversation. Got it. And I mean, you know, the eyes, lip, face or the elf uh, cosmetics campaign, they saw the highlight reel, if you will. And there's obviously you had some influencers that you're working with, but there were celebrities, too. And I don't know did people just like ride the, the craze, so to speak, like coming into this serendipitously, I guess, because it was taking off. Yeah, I mean, we did hire a handful of influencers to seed the challenge, people who were popular on TikTok, but not outside of that. And what happened was, yeah, we had a ton of celebrities. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, 
they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And mega influencers join totally unsolicited organically to the Eyes of Space Challenge. So, I mean, first was Reese Witherspoon. Eventually we had Lizzo, Ellen DeGeneres, who also played it on her national TV show. We had um, Terry Crews, Kevin Hart. We had uh, Jessica Alba, who owns a competing makeup brand, so that was kind of funny. And then some mega beauty influencers like Patrick Starr and James Charles. All these people, just the cool factor of the Elf Challenge was so cool that it actually was additive to their brands. And so they just joined because of that. And that was pretty wild to watch. It seems like you guys at Movers and Shakers and just the DNA of your company with this like Broadway musical dance movement it just seems like you're perfectly aligned to do this to create a movement like that i don't know if you feel the same way like do you feel like the dna is really what makes you stand out in this space i think that's that's kind of the background for it yeah because i mean you know like i said movers and shakers mission is to spread joy tiktok's mission is to spread joy and creativity and we're a creative agency so that's obviously very aligned and then, yeah, I mean, the fabric of communication on TikTok is based on music. It's based on movement. And as I said, Movers and Shakers has been interpreting brand through original music and movement since we started. So it is sort of very oddly aligned. And we're just really good, I think, at translating brands into culture through music, through movement. And uh, we've now been refining that craft into how that plays out on TikTok specifically over and over. I mean, we just hit 25 billion views cumulatively across our TikTok campaigns, which is just pretty wild. That's billion with a B. And so we've just, we, you know, we keep getting better and better at how does brands express on TikTok? How do you make music that moves TikTok, that, that creates virality on TikTok? You know, this is the artistry that we continue to refine. I think you've definitely got something unique. I mean, I talked to a lot of different agency folks over the years and, you know, most creative agencies, they don't necessarily have people that write music. They most likely don't have like people that can choreograph movement. And most of the time it's about art and copy, not everything else that makes it work. <laughs> so you definitely, you definitely have an ingredient that, that many others don't. So kudos to, to finding finding your niche. Yeah. I mean, we like to be in a niche. I think, you know, we're not trying to be a, a mass creative agency, but we, we like to just live in this space of, of music, of culture, really being on the bleeding edge of, of digital activations. And, uh, and I think that's what our clients look to us for is those specific superpowers. Well, I know you do work outside of TikTok and I was watching <laughs> this mini musical from Match.com that I have to admit, I watched probably like three different times. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first person to say that, uh, but I'm flattered. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was so entertaining and, and just like good. Like, I mean, it was, I didn't even realize I was watching an ad. I mean, I knew I was watching an ad, but it was not, it was entertaining in and of itself. So I was just curious, like what other types of work do you guys do? 
Yeah, we work. Uh, I mean, we work across digital marketing. So we that was uh, primarily for YouTube that that piece. That was a three minute mini musical film. Imagine you know, boy meets girl love story. We sort of drew inspiration from Greece summer love, and but did it more in a La La Land style because that was more current when we created that. And that that means I love that because we love we love going against the trends. You know, the trend is that everybody has no attention span and needs to be super quote unquote snackable content. But a three minute mini film that we created with Match, the average view time on a skip after five second YouTube ad was over two minutes. And, you know, we're really believers that if, if the story is good, if you, if you create that emotional connection and draw people in, people will absolutely spend two minutes with your brand on an ad <laughs> or as you did, watch it several times. And uh, so we love, we love to do that long form storytelling. We do a lot of brand marketing, really helping brands express themselves, create that emotional connection. We're always looking for that, that moment of shout it from the rooftops of a brand experience. So with Match, it's, you know, it's that moment when you meet that special guy or girl and you just get so excited about the potential of the relationship. And that's the emotional spark that we created that whole piece around to highlight. And I think that's why it's so compelling and it's perfect for their target audience because that's ultimately what Match is pitching. It's like, this, we, can, we can bring you this. So we love to find whatever that shout it from the rooftops moment is for the brand and create something that heightens it often with music or movement to make that emotion so palpable. Well, I'm curious, you've gone from microchips to TikTok and music, you know, three minute long form musicals. (laughs) What lessons have you learned about marketing along your journey so far? (laughs) I guess it's, you know, it's, it's storytelling, number one, like we're talking about, I think whether it's uh, you're marketing your college or you're <laughs> marketing a dating service. I think you know the, the, the second thing is you just got to get in, inside your customer's shoes and what is that emotional spark for them that you're trying to create. And the more that you can lean into that and get super clear on what that is, the more powerful the connection will be. You know, I think that that crosses over to TikTok too. Like there's a certain emotional experience that the people on that platform are looking for. And if you can give them that opportunity to do that, that's what's going to spark the virality. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, I want to switch gears because I, I love talking about business, but I also love getting to know the person behind the microphone. And I really like this question, which is, you know, has there been an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? Well, I, I guess many. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, one thing that I like about myself is that kind of been willing to go off the beaten path and, and just take risks and bounce around in my career in unexpected ways. And I actually credit part of that going back to when I was in college, I had this summer internship at a big defense company. And the guy, guy Mike, who hired me there, he was a mentor very quickly. He became a mentor of mine. And, and he said something to me that kind of shocked me, but he also went to Stanford and very driven guy. But he, was, he told me that he was going to stay in that same job forever. And I thought that was so weird because he was kind of in middle management at the time. And I'd always thought like, you just need to keep climbing the corporate ladder, you know, in order to quote unquote, be successful or like be a good person. And he was like, nah, like I'm good. Like, I don't want my boss's job. Like I got two kids. I'm happy with them. Like this job gives good job security. And I was like, what? Your life isn't about like, just like getting ahead and getting to the next level. That was like a very weird pattern interrupt for me that kind of like, it was one of those moments when you like question some of your basic assumptions about things and it, it stuck with me. And there's been many moments like that and many mentors along the way. But I think just that questioning kind of the basic 
premises of what is success and what what are we doing? I've clearly pursued a different direction from Mike. Like, you know, I'm at the kind of the opposite of in one place. I bounce around a lot and make a lot of pivots in my career. But but for me, it's 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 a similar thing. Really, kind of the thinking is more like, well, I want my life to serve me, and if it's not serving me well, then I'll pivot. But you know, even if that might not be something that the world would say, oh, that's success. Right, right, right. Finding your own personal contentment, potentially. Yeah. Well, um, what advice would you give your younger self if you're starting all over? I think, I mean, that's so, I wish I had started that journey sooner. So I think I spent a bunch of my life on a more traditional understanding of success. I mean, I think we grow up, most of us, or at least a lot of us, there's like this sort of mythical checklist that if you can just check all those boxes, then you'll be happy. You know, you get go to the great college and then you get the great job and you get promoted and you get the spouse and the kids and, you know, and like, then you'll be happy. And I think it took a while of checking those boxes and getting those things and realizing that that happiness wasn't sustainable for me to start to question that. So I guess if I, if I could have started to question that sooner, I could have gotten a jump start on that. But yeah, I think. It all unfolds for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, kind of a silly question after two deep ones. (laughs) Curious if there's been an impactful purchase of $100 or less in the last six to 12 months. Well, we're onboarding a lot of new people at Movers and Shakers. We're we're staffing up to just to meet all the demands and all the all the new brands that are working with. So one purchase that we make when we've been hiring people is uh, sending them a live plant, like a potted plant, which I just love. And it's been very, people have been loving receiving them. So it's just, we're onboarding people remotely in this quarantine time. And just how do you make that connection? And we thought about sending like flowers or candy or something, but I like plants. We have a lot of them at our house. And yeah, just sending that idea and and that we're growing things together, I think is, is something that I like a lot. Yeah, I like that. Do you have a certain type of plant that you like to send? No, no. We actually kind of like think about the person and what type of plant we think they would like. I mean, I don't know. It's not just buying them a house plant. It's a very thoughtful exercise. That's that's Try to be, yeah. Everybody gets a different one. I don't know. Just depending on whatever I feel like, or, you know, Jeffrey and I together, whatever we think you would like. Okay, cool. Very cool. Well, uh, two last marketing questions for you. Are there any brands, companies, or causes that you follow or you think other people should be taking notice of? And this is more meant to be you as an observer of what's going on around you. Not, I know you work with clients and, and it gets tricky <laughs> when you start bowsing other brands, but it's more as you as a person, brands or companies or causes. Yeah, totally. Well, it's all interconnected. I mean, one brand that I really admire is Chipotle. They're just so innovative on their marketing and brilliant. I mean, the way that they've been kind of using new channels and being just very clever about that. They were also one of the brands who was first on the TikTok. And so I really admire just the, the innovation that they bring to their marketing. And, and they're very out of the box, not, not afraid to take risks, to be zany. We've act, we actually, we've just launched a partnership with Chipotle and Elf that, happened, that went public last week. Because us and Elf, like we've always been admiring Chipotle. And so we actually reached out to them and we have a really fun collaboration now going for prom season where you can get a Elf burrito. It's like, it kind of looks like a Chipotle burrito, but inside of it is Elf products that are all inspired by Chipotle ingredients. So the colors and the textures are all kind of mirroring a burrito. (laughs) And um, this has been very popular now on social media. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll have to check that out for sure. Well, last question for you, and you can go either direction, but curious if you 
would like to speak to what you feel like is the largest opportunity or threat facing marketers today? I would say, you know, the it's kind of an opportunity and threat, but just constantly evolving consumer preferences. It's going faster now with quarantine. I think people are changing their behaviors quicker than ever. And it's it's an unexpected, it's an unprecedented time. So it's hard to say where things are going, but it's the challenge is staying on top of where is your consumer, where is their attention and, and how do you reach them there? The opportunity is if you can pivot and do something unexpected, you could be in a, a much less crowded space than where there's not as much competition for, for voice. I mean, we certainly see that overall with TikTok, like still there's not nearly as many brands there as there are in other places, but there's way disproportionate amount of consumers. But you know, even within that, uh, how you're marketing on a given platform, I think there, there's a lot of white space for innovation to keep up with consumer preferences. And I think that's one of the exciting things about being a creative agency is just really inventing how do you stay ahead of that and reaching people where they are before their brands even realize where they are. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's, that's, that's very insightful. Well, Evan, Thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you, Alan. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.